This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey, everyone, and welcome. Well, today I'm excited to be talking to you about making memories. And making memories is one of the most important things we will ever do as a family. As homeschool parents, we naturally make memories with our kids every day. But in this episode, we're going to explore some different ways to do this. Um, and I want to thank our sponsor. Uh, we have the well-planned gal, and that is Rebecca Ferris, um, who has a new planner out. She has a prayer planner, which I have gotten a chance to look at, and it is awesome. So uh, we're going to hear more about her prayer planner and all of the other planners she has available on her website in just a little bit. Well, As I said, um, we are really excited about this episode because um, as I was talking to my children about it, uh, they started sharing with me different things that we did as a family that they really enjoyed. Before I get to those, I wanted to um, challenge you to subscribe to this podcast and to share. So um, if you subscribe to this podcast, that means that all the new episodes will automatically be there for you, ready to go. They don't automatically download on your phone unless you've set it up to do that. Um, But you'll get a notification when there is a new um, podcast out, and I would appreciate that. And Also to share, if you would share this podcast with just one friend, that's all I ask, just one friend, you know, share um, this information. It might really be something that your friend is looking for. And also, um, I remember, you know, as a homeschool mom, uh, looking for information and and talking to one of my friends. And my friend had a solution uh, to something I needed and never told me about it. And I said to her, well, how long have you known about this? And she said, oh, forever. And, you know, it's something I, I think sometimes we don't want to, you know, tell people other, th- you know, tell people things. But um, in this case, I'm going to ask you, in fact, I'm going to ask you almost every podcast to subscribe and to share. And if you want the show notes for today's episode, it's almost a transcript. I've been trying to uh, transcript out my podcast. So those of you that want to take a quick read or download it can do that as well. Go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com and look for Summertime Making Memories, episode 276, and you'll find the show notes there as well as some links uh, to maybe things that I've talked about. Well, I had an uncle um, who was um, in a very large family, and he would say things to me like, you know, you are making memories with your family, and this is so important. And it really is. When I was young, my own parents uh, tried very hard with their meager budget um, to take us on little short trips. And 
they, um, my mother had eight uh, siblings. Well, she was one of eight, and they all pitched in to buy a house in upstate New York. And I remember the house being very small, but most of what I remembered was a stream with running water through it and how happily we played in it, the baths outside and the big steaming metal tub and the huge play balls that I enjoyed playing with my cousins. And the food was delicious. I remember fresh watermelon and barbecue chicken on the grill. To this day, I love barbecue chicken on the grill. And it was a family adventure. We spent time, you know, up in upstate New York every summer. And, you know, when I was in third grade, we ended up moving away from all of my family. But um, one of my uncles, who was part owner of the house, um, when he got older, he moved to Florida, and he would talk about our vacations there, and it always brought back such good memories for me. And he and my aunt were frequent visitors to our home for family events, and he would smile as he surveyed the table, the decorations, or the big homemade cake, and his comments resonated with me, and he would say that no matter what we do with our children each day, making memories is the most important. And I recently heard the same quote at a business meeting, and that seemed like the Lord's confirmation that this was something so many needed to hear. The quote was something like this, people will forget what you say, what you do, but they will not forget how you make them feel. And this is the basis for so many successful businesses, but it's also the basis um, for families. And I know, you know, when I walk into a coffee house or a small mom and pop business, when you walk in, people say hello to you. They make you feel important. And that's what, you know, several brands focus on is the user experience. And that's the key to their success. Another brand continually updates their food, their product line, because they listen to their customers and they want the customer to feel welcome and to feel like a regular. Well, we can apply business principles to our families, and while that seems rather cold, in reality, it really is a good way to look at things because we take our families for granted. Let's face it, a lot of times we're with each other, and you know what's that saying, familiarity breeds contempt? And we're just with our kids all the time. And at some point, you know, we need a break or, you know, I remember saying, I never get one second to myself, not even going to the bathroom. Can any of you relate to that? Everywhere we go, our kids seem to be right there. And that's a good thing, but it also can wear on us. And I remember what it was like to be sleep deprived and wake up early to to see my husband off to work because otherwise I wouldn't see him till way later. And then I'd stay up late with a little one who just would not go to sleep. There was nothing special I thought about during those years, you know, other than, you know, just getting through the day. And that's why I'm delighted to be able to share with you now in, you know, my years of homeschooling and being a mom that, you know, I don't ever regret any of the time I spent with my children and listening to your children Um, is another aspect of parenting that we often overlook. You know, we have those kids that are the chatterboxes, and we have those kids who are quiet. And it's just sometimes, you know, having a balance to be able uh, to kind of meet everyone's needs, right? It's, It's difficult. And when I was discussing this podcast with my husband, I asked him for his input, and this is what he said that was very important and foundational to him. And he's a man of few words, but when he does talk, he has a lot to say. And he said, you know, that he thought it was important when we're trying to make memories with our kids to share a child's interest. If a child's interested in something, 
um, you know, obviously to sit and listen. The second thing he was talking about was learning about their passions, that that is important. You know, what is it that they love to do? And just kind of listening and nurturing them along the way. And then just making the effort to listen and to be involved. And he's been very involved um, in all of their sports. He was an athlete, and that's something he can relate to them. And he can give them advice and talk to him, uh, talk to them about his experiences, whereas I'm just the spectator and can cheer them on, but really have no. Um, you know, experience to share. So we all can be involved in our children's lives on different levels. And, you know, truly, I have 10 things I want to share with you um, that I feel are important. But we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we return, I want to share the top 10 memory making ideas with you. And the best part, it will not break the bank. We'll be right back. A planner is not a planner unless it is a well-planned planner. The well-planned gal, Rebecca Ferris, is a homeschool mom who has a gift, and she shares her talents with us in her planner series. A few of the amazing planners available are the well-planned day, student planners, and even the high school four-year planner. The newest planner is the well-planned prayer planner with an all-in-one planner and organizer. Organize your day with a focus on placing God first. Journaling 101, as well as scripture verses, permeate this beautiful book. Take it everywhere and you will have all the information you need at your fingertips. Best of all, it becomes a keepsake and a wonderful guide for making prayer a priority. This journal is truly life-changing. Visit wellplannedgal.com for more information. Hey, everyone, and welcome back. This is episode 276, and today we're talking about making memories. So when you're making memories with your children, I want you to take into consideration um, just kind of the different aspects of raising kids. It's those little things that the kids will remember, and believe me, the strangest things you've done as a family are what stand out. You know, um, whenever I ask my kids what they enjoyed the most, um, they would always say things like, you know, Daddy, uh, let us paint. And, you know, I have to admit, I'm the messiest uh, painter around. So my family doesn't let me paint. Um, but, you know, if you wanted to think of something, you know, crazy that the kids would remember, that's one of the things they loved. And to this day, my second oldest loves to paint. And um, it was something that I avoided doing, you know, with my kids, but that was something they really enjoy. And that's not even on my list. But, um, well, I guess I, I do have one where you're working on projects together. Um, but, you know, really and truly, those are, are the things that they will remember. And, you know, you can even sit and say, you know, what are some fun things you'd like to do this summer? And uh, they can share those with you. So the first that was really important to me and my husband were faith building events. So whether it was a retreat, a camp that we would go on as a family, a Bible study, or even one day events. These were really important to us throughout our children's homeschooling um, lives. And, you know, some were better than others. You know, we'd go to some of them and they were a little bit on the cheesy side, but 
why kids always had something positive that they would do as a takeaway. So we really enjoyed that. And and all of these events are really uh, family focused, uh, more so than, you know, someplace you would send your children. The second is camping. Uh, we started very slowly um, by going camping with my brother in his pop-up when I only had two children at the time. And I absolutely loved it because I had my own personal chef. My dad used to own a restaurant and um, we all grew up cooking. And Anthony um, is a fabulous cook. So he and his wife bought a pop-up camper. And I remember it was like a, a, a total feast. All we had to do was bring some sleeping bags, which we didn't even own. I had to go buy sleeping bags and I found them on sale at 50% off. Who knew? Um, and I think because it was at the end of the season, he liked to go um, camping when it was uh, October, November, because it's not so hot here in Florida. And so um, that was great. We loved it so much that we were on the, you know, on the road to buying our own little pop-up camper, and and we did, and it was great. So, you know, you slowly um, build up your camping gear, look for sales, or ask around and borrow. I mean, our camper has uh, sat in our yard, and um, you know, if a friend had asked at some point to borrow it, you know, we would have loaned it out. So, you just never know. The third is camping stories. I can't begin to tell you how much fun we have had. My kids still talk about this. And I think one of the things right now, the stage of life where I am now is all of them, I have three older kids now that are grown up and, um, you know, are working jobs, except for Christina, who while she is working a job, she's a homeschool mom. Uh, My two boys have jobs. And then uh, my youngest two, Ann and Mike, are currently in college. So I think because Ann goes to college out of state next year, Mike will go to college out of state, um, that when they get home from, you know, trips or um, from school, whenever they're all together, that's when they start reminiscing. And that's where, you know, as, as parents, we find out things that happened or didn't happen. And, and it's, it's, so far, so good. You know, they're all, they're all good stories. But with a campfire story, you know, we would begin with a topic and then go around and each person added to the story. Or you can do um, one person who shares a made-up story or folktale or whatever. And they still remember these campfire stories to this day. So I think that's hysterical that they, they do that. But we have a deck out out um, out back, and so we sit around the deck, and we have a little campfire stove that we we can uh, you know toast the marshmallows and do the same thing here. The fourth is cooking together. Um, you can use a box set of ingredients if you're not a big cook. You know, I always look at these things that they advertise in TV, and they always look so yummy. Um, I have pickier eaters, so I don't know uh, necessarily that they would like grilled chicken on a bed of, you know, stir-fried zucchini, Um, but I do know that my kids like things like, you know, stir-fried peppers and onions with grilled chicken on a fajita, Uh, so, you know, those are things that you can do and cook together, and around here, it's amazing because everyone has their different skill. Like my husband likes to grill and my son likes to do deep frying kinds of things. And so we've experimented with that. We finally fried our first turkey ever and no one likes turkey here at the house. Uh, we did it mostly for, for extended family and my in-laws. And so they actually liked the turkey fried. I was very hesitant to taste it. Um, but that was a very fun and memorable event. 
Um, and also trying something new when you're cooking, um, you know, doing something different like we did with the fried turkey. Um, another is, especially with younger kids, when I had, um, my kids were little and they were super picky eaters, I would do things like take toothpicks and skewer fruit. And they were little fruit kebabs and I would stick them in an orange and they looked so pretty. Or I would cut out a watermelon and put different fruit in there. And so because it was different and it looked exciting or they could help me assemble it, they would try new things. So kids who don't typically um, want to eat something, you know, kids change when they're little, they eat everything. And we're like, so proud going, yes, you know, my little one eats broccoli. And, um, you know, the minute that they hit two or two and a half and, um, you know, they're, they're no longer eating broccoli or cream spinach or whatever it is that we would give them when they were younger. I have a child who won't touch bananas and that was all he ate, I swear, you know, when he was younger. Um, another one of my kids doesn't like apples unless they're slathered in peanut butter. So, um, you know, it's it's just amazing. So when they were little, I would try to come up with these, you know, fun things that they would do. And then it really worked. They, they really did... Um, they really did try new things. The fifth is to work on a project together. So this is where you could be painting a room or uh, planting a garden. We did that and that was really fun or set up a swing set. You know, um, I remember one year my husband wanted um, some exercise equipment and he was recovering from some surgery. And one of the things that the um, physical therapist told him is he needed to build up his shoulder muscles. So um, he ordered this, um, you know, like home gym kind of a thing that had these levers and pulleys. And he just looked at, at the box and closed it up and said, I, I can't handle, handle this right now. And, um, you know, and I remember the kids looking at me and thinking, you know, let's see if we can put this together while dad's at work. And they did. And it was, you know, he was really delighted and, of course, had to come and help finish the project. But, you know, they still talk about that as well. So um, working on projects together, you wouldn't think would be memory builders, but they are. Number six is pets. I am not a pet person. And you want to know how many pets we have had? Okay, so um, we had the cat that Annie prayed for for years when I said only um, if Jesus will bring you a kitten, will you get a cat? And she prayed every night. I can't even tell you for how long. And in the year 2008, um, I will never forget that year, um, God sent her this beautiful uh, calico cat, which turned out to be a tiny little cat, but it was not a kitten, like it looked like a kitten. It was basically a mama cat who proceeded to have, I don't know how many litters of kittens. And because it really wasn't our cat, um, but she lived at our house most of the time, um, we did feed her. And finally, I did take her to the vet when no one else claimed her up and down the road. Um, you know, so we ended up with this, this cat and a lot of kittens before we finally, I, I acquiesced and said, okay, this is our cat. Um, then we have had dogs and I think we are on our fourth or fifth dog. So how do my kids overrule me? Um, they have a dad who loves animals and grew up with dogs and cats and, um, 
so the rule is that the kids have to be old enough to be able to take care of the pet. And that has worked out pretty well, except when they leave and go to college and the pet's still here. Uh, so the dog's been actually pretty good with Anne gone, but that was her dog. So um, one of the things you can do is visit a pet store and make it make a decision beforehand and let the kids know you're not going to buy anything. You're just going to go look. Um, all of our pets and dogs have all been rescued or have been a neighbor's dog or someone's moving into an apartment and couldn't take care of the dog. Um, we've actually never um, bought a pet. I take that back. We bought one dog that was uh, from a, a litter of dogs um, that they were breeding their one dog, and uh, apparently she got out. Uh, so we did pay $10 for a dog once, but um, mostly you know, we've done the rescue thing or... Um, a neighbors and things like that, you know, and think about pet sitting, um, pet sitting to get acclimated to whether or not you want a pet or and then eventually if you want to purchase a pet and um, do some research, you can do that. Um, my daughter has a pet store uh, dog that turned out to be a, a wonderful um, dog after the first year and a half. Um, it is a, I believe it's a yellow lab and um, with a yellow lab and all those babies, um, you know, it got kind of uh, wild. But the kids still talk about going to get the pet and, you know, and, and the memories that they made there. The seventh is road trips. So whether you're traveling for an extended period of time or a short period of time, um, you know, road trips are always fun for making memories. And we still talk about some of the trips that we have had as a family I have a podcast upcoming on day trips that you can take with your family. And then um, I just did a podcast on do-it-yourself um, trips and vacations with Meredith Curtis. She had some great ones. And she even had a do-it-yourself um, vacation uh, to Europe that she, her entire family went there. And she said it was cheaper than um, she just her and her husband going uh, to Germany. I believe they were going to go. And she found a really um, inexpensive way to take the whole family. So that was great. And then you can visit friends and family on the cheap. Um, most of our vacations, um, if they're not uh, for a softball or baseball game where we stay at a hotel, um, have been to family. So we went to New York last summer and stayed with my cousin um, who lives in Long Island. So um, we've been upstate New York and stayed with Jeff's relatives. Um, his parents used to have a condo up there. So, you know, utilize your friends and family, and that's always a fun thing. The eighth is to volunteer. Work as a family. Uh, my husband does um, some construction work for Habitat for Humanity. So that's a great um, place to go to uh, volunteer as a family. You can volunteer at a soup kitchen and ask at your local church and you can adopt a family. You know, it's it's sad to me, um, you know, that we still have so many families in need and a lot of times we don't even know about it because we would be happy to help. Uh, the ninth is a backyard or neighborhood stargazing. I say neighborhood because um, I know some of you live in neighborhoods where there's a lot of lights, so you'd have to go off um, in the distance. And that was a, um, a time we spent as a family learning about the stars and the constellations because I took an astronomy class in college and I knew a lot about the constellations and my kids, were, I would point it out to the children when they were really young and they were always asking me, you know, well, what is that? And is that Orion's belt or where's the little dipper or the big dipper? Because those were easy to find. 
And then, you know, they would notice and later in the year they would move. And well, they'd say, well, I remember seeing it in the front of our yard. Now, why are we seeing it in the back? So you could use those opportunities, homeschool moms, you know, unit study uh, to teach about the stars, but also, um, you know, teach the kids to identify them themselves. And they are so excited when they can do it. Um, I would say invest in a good pair of binoculars that actually work better than a, a telescope. Telescopes are very expensive and then there's all that setup. And if you have a good set of binoculars, you can keep them in a backpack, you know, put it in a closet for the times when you're going on a nature trip or field trip and pull them out or go to a planetarium or local nature center. And we have had many, many trips there as a family and enjoyed them. And last is something that my kids brought up and that is collections. So whether it's rocks, shells or antiques, if you're an antiquer, you know, decide on what the collection is going to be as a family, figure out where you're going to store it. Is it going to be on a shelf where you can display things proudly or is it going to be, you know, in a storage box under your bed, uh, wherever that is, and then go on trips to collect. One year, um, actually it was more than one year, but one year we went up to uh, Georgia where we actually could find um, some really nice uh, slate rocks, which we just could not find. We find a lot of sedimentary rocks here in Florida. And so can you tell I wrote um, a unit study, co-authored a unit study on geology. <laughs> uh, so I know a lot about this stuff, but it's all coming back. Uh, homeschool moms don't forget either. And so um, we went on this trip and that was our mission was to collect rocks. And it was so much fun. And believe me, I didn't have to worry about the kids saying, you know, can you buy me this or buy me that? Uh, because we got uh, backpacks before we left and we always bought a t-shirt on whatever trip we went on. And uh, so we did that and, and it was just fun. Uh, the kids could put their rocks in their backpack, you know, and we had little um, bags in there, you know, plastic bags that they could keep those kinds of things. And when we got home, we could put them on display, put them in jars. Um, I love mason jars and I'm going to do um, a whole podcast at some point about making um, mason jar uh, terrariums, but those are super fun and they look nice. And, um, you know, at some point you're going to, you know, get rid of all the stuff when the kids get bigger. Um, or if you, if it still looks nice, keep it up as a display. Well, listen, I am so thrilled to be able to share with you this podcast on making memories with your family. And I hope that some of these ideas have sparked some other ones. And if I've forgotten anything that you have done and enjoyed as a family, please leave me a note at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Look for episode 276 and leave me a note. And remember, to find the show notes, you can go to vintagehomeschoolmoms.com and look for this episode. And remember to subscribe to our podcast and share. And again, big shout out to the wellplannedgal.com. Uh, thank you so much, Rebecca, and the whole crew there for sponsoring our podcast today. Take care, everyone. God bless and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.